You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point me 76 bringing us in the episode number 174 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris, here with my guy J-Dub. What's going on, what's going on? The official voice of Zencasters. Yay. Yay. And now, (laughs) (laughs) with with podcasts. Now, we talk about um, a lot of things on this pod, but we have to give it up for the the real all-stars. You know, last week we had our all-star trucker team. But now we'll actually talk about the the real All Stars, NBA All Stars. We'll talk about the reserves. We'll talk about the injury to Joel Embiid, and we'll talk about so much more throughout the show. But Jared, let's start with the All Star reserves. They were announced last night. Uh, a, a lot of big names in both conferences. They're going back to East West this year. Jared, I'll do the rundown for you. We'll start with the with the West reserves. We got Booker, Steph, AD, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi. Carl Anthony Towns. Now, of those guys in the West, is there anyone out there on that end where you're like, that's kind of a stretch I would have put in somebody else? Uh, Not really. I mean, maybe if you want to make the argument for Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns, you can, but it's not like it's a it's a big one, honestly. I, maybe those two, right? Like I might just make a huger a huge argument for those two. And then the argument would just be like, if you take out one, who would you replace in? If I was to go to the NBA, just think of like, who, just guys I would consider getting rid of, not getting rid of towns. I, I think you had, kind of have to stay. He's one of the higher seeds in the West. Right. So you kind of got to leave towns. Anthony Davis. Ugh, ugh, the, the Lakers are a nice CT. Um, you could easily replace Anthony Davis with a Sabonis or Darren Fox. Right. Two guys that are in, premier position a uh, higher seating than the Lakers themselves like they they deserve to be in the all-star team and to not make it, it it's it's a blasphemy and it's a little tragedy if you also want to just in general another team that has a higher seating than the Pelicans um that that has, has all-star caliber players Zion Williamson Brandon Ingram was having a stellar year you know just those two names I wouldn't really throw CJ in there but those are two guys that could have made the all-star team over Anthony Davis Towns I think deserves to make it because one, yeah, he's definitely was a reserve because if you just look at the bigs that were starters, yeah, he wasn't of the caliber of those two of those players. But you have the number one seed in the West. You need to have somebody with the number one seed in the West. You need to have an all star because somebody's playing of all star caliber level. Yes, Anthony Edwards made it, but Towns is a big part of that team. I understand that you know he dropped sixty two in a loss, but those things happen accidentally. And, like, those and got benched. Don't forget about that. Did get benched. Got 62 you know, in a loss and got benched. Hey, those things happen. Kentucky guys, ask Devin Booker what happens when you drop 60-plus and, and lose games. Like, it happens. Like, those are things that occur. You get a swelled header. Just teams start to see you, you, you try to really score the ball. They're like, man, I'm, I'm going to go for the win. You start chucking. Yeah, and it's fine. And I think Towns deserved to make it. But if you just look at Anthony Davis, there's, like, there's nothing for me that screams all-star this season. 25 points per game, 12 rebounds. That's cool. But it's a, a higher assist rating. That's that's nice. It's sweet. But he's been. I mean, more... well, but wait. But wait. But wait. Since when is twenty five and twelve cool? Like that's Ari. Like like that's cool. That's cute. 
How was it? How, bro? He's upper. That's upper echelon statistics. I mean, but when you got a I mean, guy we, like, okay, but you're talking about like Sabonis, right? Sabonis averaging damn near triple dub, twenty nine and eight assists. Triple dub. Yeah, I mean, yeah. triple double. That's he's literally like, baby Jokic. Yeah, but he's but AD has got him on points and boards, and that's fine. But um, Sabonis has him on wins and record and statistically speaking, well, just everything else. Like everything else, else. but. Nothing you're not mentioning. We know the All Star Game is 100 popularity contest, as always. AD's got him on name. Well, and that's fine because that's all that's all he has at this point in time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if that's and that and that may be true. That may be true that we are over overvaluing Anthony Davis. However, if you're going if you're going to put a, a, a card on the table and say, okay, I got Anthony Davis averaging 25 and 12 this season, and he's Anthony Davis. He plays for the Lakers. He's LeBron's teammate. That's cute. And you, I'm, I'm saying, I'm being honest. And you got Sabonis, who's on the Kings, and the Kings is, you know, it's cute. It's the Kings, it's like, <laughs> like, like the Beam, you know, whatever. They winning games now, you know. They winning, you know. They, they want to. They need to bring back the cowbell, you know. Whatever. But it's AD. Like that's how we look. That's how the NBA looks at it. I'm sure. So, AD's got him on. He's got him on points and boards. I mean, uh, those matter. <laughs> I mean, they, they matter. I'm just playing devil's advocate. So, what about for the guards? No, no glaring guards in the West that you would say like they should have been in over Booker, Steph, Edwards, and I guess PG if you want to count PG as a guard. Is PG a guard? I mean, I, I, I guess you're going to count him as a guard. As a yeah, he's a, he's a two guard. Yeah, it could be, PG's always been a two guard. He, his only small forward year was with Russ because they had him and with Old Depot and Russ. But, yeah, he, I'll always consider Paul George a two. He went back to his natural position when he played with Kawhi and now also with Harden and Russ. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a natural two guard. I, I wouldn't really want him anywhere else. So, yeah, that's fine. He had a two guard spot. I don't. I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with the list. I just think Anthony Edwards was. You could be like, okay, sure, but there's other guys. I'm like, man, De'Aaron Fox couldn't make it. Like, I wouldn't put him over Steph or D Book. So it's like, yeah, they maybe not because somebody from the one seed as a guard had to make it. And that's Anthony Edwards. Like somebody had to make it from the one seed team to right. not have a guy on that team and then the number one seed is like, whoa, ridiculous, ridiculous. So like you, you could somebody's going to get snubbed. I don't think this was a, a year where the there was the biggest snubs ever, right? Like it, it, I don't I don't see that at all because I think the right people made it as well over in the eastern side. I'm not okay. super mad about it. Uh, what was it? Bam Adebayo. So out yeah, it was Bam, Paolo Bencaro, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson, well deserved, Maxi, well deserved, Mitchell, Maxi Mitchell, and handling business without Garland and Evan Mobley, and then Julius Randle, who who probably won't play, so you're gonna replace. Randall and Embiid potentially, so that's going to bring somebody else in. So who who else? So who goes? Who gets those spots in your opinion? Um, as a starter, who for Embiid? Man, I I, I don't even know. They might just throw a Celtic. They might they might throw Porzingis in there as a Celtic because I, I don't uh, I don't know anybody like other bigs they, in the East. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they could do this. Could they elevate another guard? Like, could they? Could Maxi start? Could no? Nah, they might just make. Bam start and then replace Randall and Bam's new spot potentially, 
And if you do that, you so, throw so in who, who gets who gets who you gets probably them? throw in Trey Young, and then you would probably throw in um looking at standings and teams, you throw in Jimmy Butler. Or now nah, maybe yeah, it'll be either Jimmy Siakam or DeRozan. You're throwing in one of those three. That's about it. Would a guy who has gotten a lot of online praise, a lot of cult following, a lot, not cult following, but like a lot of like, there's some people bubbling talking about him on social media. What about a, the campaign to get Derek White to be the All Star? Derek White from the the Boston Celtics. I mean, there's an argument for that. They might do it, to be honest. Um, Derek White, I guess you could say he's been playing all-star-ish. I don't know. I, I feel like an all-star is just n- never a third option, really, unless, you know, you're going deep into the, you know, what the Hawks had to do when they got their, all their all-stars selected. But the guy is averaging 15, 4-4. Four and four, But if you were to choose him over – a Trey Young who's averaging twenty seven and eleven, and I, again the reason why Trey Young got snubbed is because. Yeah, but you got you got two spots. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think you put him over Jimmy Butler either, or even Siakam who was having a good season with the Raptors and then got switched over to the Blazers. I don't think you put him over there either. I mean, Siakam, I think makes sense. They're in Indianapolis this year. Yep, he is technically now a hometown participant. I think Siakam makes sense. I wouldn't be. I don't. I don't think it's a, a bad choice. Like if you do Siakam, Trey Young, because you got to replace two spots, then yeah, that's fine. Because again, everybody's saying Trey Young got snubbed, but Trey Young was had one of the worst like records in the NBA at one point in time. And then also, the wins that they've gotten now are a lot of on the backs of just Dejounte Murray's just pure scoring ability and the fact that maybe because he's in the trade market, he's uh throwing propelling himself into the conversation as well, like hyping himself up more and more. And he's had two back to back game winners. He's been playing phenomenal. I, I got it. I got I got I just gotta say about the Hawks. The crazy thing to, to the Hawks to me, they are so they are way closer to being like Washington, Detroit level than they are to being like even like Knicks level. You know what I'm saying? Like they teeter on the edge of like complete terribleness and complete unseriousness. Like they teeter on the edge of unseriousness. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you like. It's a it's a weird dynamic. Like I can't think of other examples right now, but they teeter on the edge of like I feel like one bad decision could cost this team like dearly at any given moment. So I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Hawks. I DeJounte Murray as a trade asset though. Like let's explore that idea, Jared. When you talk about Murray what are potential teams looking for when they acquire Murray? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, he can do a lot on the floor. He's been playing the 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 two next to Trey, but he has the ability to run an offense. He did it in San Antonio as a young guy under Popovich. So he does have familiarity with, you know, running an offense per se. When teams are looking to get DeJounte Murray, though, what are they what are they trying to like what holes are they trying to fill with this guy? Cause it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about this. Like, so what what are some of the teams that are interested in DeJounte Murray? Or at least should be interested in DeJounte Murray. Besides the Lakers? And I mean the know, Lakers and the Spurs Lakers put themselves back out there because they want just out. I would they, who wouldn't want a perennial point guard? Or, Lakers or with, Lakers want everybody. Yeah. Anytime any name is ever out there, the Lakers are interested. 
then I don't, because I, I, I personally, I would have said the Heat, but they just got Terry Rozier, so they don't need him anymore. But the Heat would have been a perfect fit for him as before the Rozier trade. He would have been a perfect fit. Lakers are fine, but it's not. I don't think it really covers up much of anything else because yeah, he's a competent defender, relatively good scorer, and he's going to get you a rebound and assist. And he, but it's like he'll just give you a little bit more than what DeAndre Russell did. But DeAndre Russell been playing really fairly better than what we thought he was playing, maybe because the trades have been really starting to bug him. But he's been playing a lot better. He's playing a lot better. I just saw them beat Boston. So it's like if they can do this, we're going to run AD there. Cooked, it's like, cooked Boston. Like I know the final score was closer than the game actually was for most of it. Like if you watched it, the Lakers, every time the, the, the Celtics you think were getting back into because the Celtics are known for like, for some reason this year, they always are down like double digits. And then they got to battle their way back. And then they, like, pull away or whatever. But they almost, like, don't realize the game started. You know what I'm saying? Like, they always come out real flat. Mm-hmm. The Lakers came out was real disciplined. Like, they didn't – they don't do, like, the – the, the, oh, oh, the um, you know how when you got AD and Bron on the floor, everything go through AD and Bron. Everything was going through different guys. Things were going through D'Lo at one point. Things were going through Reeves at one point. They were able to, like, spread the ball out more. And they took advantage of a team. Like, Boston, for real, for real, Boston whole thing, they chuckers. Boston holds strategy, a lot of you not, is we going to chuck. And if our shot's going in, we winning. And if our shot's not going in, we losing. And, like, yeah, that's... Like, yeah, duh, that's basketball. But, like, no, they don't even take, like, good shots at times. Like, yo, Tatum be up there. He take two dribbles, and then he be he pull from, like, 30 feet. The guy be standing right in front of him. Like, no space in between him. He pulling. It be dumb shots. But back to your point about the Lakers. Go ahead, Jared. I mean, again, it's like the issue for the Lakers is, again, it's, it's, I think it's night and day. Issue for Lakers is not LeBron AD anymore. It's not the players. It's Darwin Ham in the lineups. They're horrible. Rotations are trash. Lineups yeah, are dumb. How many times have we been talking about these Darwin Ham lineups? So get rid of them. How many times? At this point, it's time to get rid of them because even if you bring in Josh Murray, it doesn't save. It doesn't save face. You're still running the same. And the guard so what, is what, not what, the issue. What's a, what's a what's a how do we fix that? Like, what's a good lineup for the Lakers? A good lineup for the Lakers is to put AD back at center. You move LeBron to the three, start Rui at the four, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, one and two. That's a good lineup. That's the lineup they were running. reason they really aren't running it as much, or they have been, but it hasn't working out as much because they're doing AD at the five, fine. LeBron at the four, questionable. Which is not, I'm cool with it, fine. Torian Prince, he does not need to play anymore. Um, It was Torian Prince, Cam Rush at one point, D'Angelo Russell. Stop it. When, when I say D'Angelo Russell, fine. Stop at Cam Rush. I like the dude, but he's not ready to be a starter yet. Torian Prince is not helping anybody at this point. He's, he's a, his plus minus is not getting any higher. He's he's going to just hoist threes. Should have been on our uh, chucker list. That we did forgot to add him. Uh, same forgot to add him. That's an unfortunate part of our game. We forgot to add him. A name so now, through the crowd. So now, so now, whenever you mention his name, you got to call him a known chucker. Like you got to call him known chucker Torian Prince. It's now like all one thing now. That way, you'll never forget. Yeah, because it's bad. And then that's like, you got to fix that. Because the Lakers, we came into the season talking about the Lakers got deep. That's what we came into. They said they won the free agency. They got deep. Again, Gabe Vincent got hurt. It's been an unfortunate side of it, but he wasn't really playing all that up to up great anyway. But they brought in 
They re-signed Daniel Russell and Austin Reeves. They brought in Cam Rice. They brought in Torian Prince. They kept Rui Hachimura. They kept Jared Vanderbilt. They brought in Jackson Hayes. Like, they did a lot. And right now, we're just not seeing any of these guys being utilized to the best of their position or what they're fully capable of, except for last night where I got to really see Rui have a better game, right? I got to see Rui play better. I got to see D'Lo. You got to see Rui what cook 45-year-old Al Horford. Yeah, I got to see D'Lo continue what he was doing. I got to see Jackson Hayes give you a 16-10 and 10 game. I had to see uh, Austin Reeve drop 32. And then, again, I'll just say it out loud, Torian Prince wasn't that great in that win. Maybe he had 11 points, 8 rebounds, but you could have got those rebounds elsewhere. And 11 points are on a lot of shots. Like, it's... At this point, we just gotta we gotta start to realize that, yeah, man, Torian Prince is cool. I go, I know he shot fifty percent last night, five for ten, but ten shots a game for Torian Prince is just one too many. It's 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 it's, it's too many. Like it's, it's just too many shots for a role player. Like and a role player that what he's not hitting, he's not hitting. Like this isn't like how this is. This is exactly like how last year we when they when the Lakers acquired Malik Beasley, we were like, yo, Malik Beasley's taking twelve threes a game. LeBron LeBron's gonna love that, but when he's old for. 12, which he was a couple of times last season, it's horrible to look at. Now, granted, Malik Beasley's now with the Bucks, and he's shooting a lot better. I mean, like, it's, it's night and day. But it's like, that's still another shot chucker, by the way. It's still it's like, it's the Malik Beasley's shot volume is going down this season. Last season's up. Torrey Prince's shot volume was down for a lot of years, and now it's up because, like, the guy, that LeBron is like, hey, just keep shooting, keep shooting. I it's, told you. It's time for the leaders to say stop. I told Not you sure. last week. I told you last week when we talked about Austin Reeves, and he was like, "Yeah, he kind of a chucker." And I'm like, "You kind of gotta be when you're playing next to Brian when you mentioned Prince." Yeah, it's time to stop. It's time for the leader. Usage rate has gone up. I understand Brian's thirty. He's got to take. Listen, he a lot of them shots are open. Sometimes it's for a reason, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> we we look, got that's what we need to differentiate. You <laughs> got to take the shot if you're on the floor. Either you got to you, if you go and play him for his energy rebounding. Defensive ability, whatever the case may be, he's got to make the shot. Because me and you have talked a lot of times. Because we we will t- we will talk about the Sixers. We talk about Thibel, right? Yeah. If Thibel got to take the three, he's not going to make it all the time. Same with Prince, but he's got to take it because if he's going to be out there and you're going to try to utilize him on the floor, especially when you got uh, Boston going with Brown, Tatum, Horford lineups, Brown, Tate, Brown, uh, Tatum, Porzingis. Like you need Torian Prince for the length on defense, especially. He's got to take the shot, but he's also kind of got to make the shot too. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and it's also, hey man, listen. Uh, we we we've, we've seen the peak of Thibault's game. We've seen the peak of Torian Prince's game. I don't know if Dejounte Murray is going to move the needle for that team. Oh, you you said where else would he go? I I just don't know. Like I don't I, again. There's a sleeper team I'm missing, but I'm just thinking right now for me personally. I, I'm only looking at teams that are in contention. And I can't, I, have, I can't think of any team in contention. I have a team that's kind of like, I'm curious to see how it would work. And it's not super far-fetched, I think. But the team I was thinking was Orlando. They, hmm. declutter, they declutter all the guard, all the guards they got, right? They got to start moving some of these they got a lot of the same pieces, you know what I'm saying? It's not bad. Declutter some of that, move some of them guys, get a get a bona fide star or a star level type guy. He's not really a star, but a star level type guy mm-hmm. in DeJounte Murray, who hit one of them, them game winners you was talking about. It was on Orlando. Yeah, the next name was put, put him with Paolo, put him with Wagner, 
let him orchestrate the offense if you so choose to, um, you know, go that route. And now you got three solid pieces you can plug in that 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 two guard spot, and then you got Wendell Carter or Batadze or whoever they're starting at as their big. And now, and you you get ex, do you get exponentially better though? Is my hesitant, you know, my hesitation. No. Oh, yes, yes. It's a lie. Yes. Do they do it? I don't think so. Because like, at this I don't point, think so. But I'm just that was just kind of something I, I, I was mad at it. Because again, it's the same as like the, the Spurs, where I see why the Spurs will want to get him back, and then they can get him back for less than what they gate they they got in return for him, which is kind of right. crazy. Like the Hawks gave up a lot to get him. Spurs might be able to get him back for less. So basically, they won in totality. But that's why the Hawks aren't going to do that trade. The Magic wouldn't be a bad fit. You'd fit them perfectly with him, Ben Carroll, and Franz Wagner. Uh, maybe they give up Suggs instead of Anthony Black because they just got him. Maybe they give up, they find a way to move Fultz and or Ingles or Isaac at some point in time. If not, they, they'll figure that out. But it's not that's actually could actually push them ahead a little bit more. Where right now they're what like, playing the, team, they'd be like a seventh now, AC. Now they gotta try to they try to got they gotta try to catch Indiana. They gotta try to catch yeah, and Indiana passed them up. Like I was they gotta try to catch Miami. They gotta try to catch you know. Uh, the Knicks, they got to start trying to climb in the East. Because, I mean, the bottom of the East is garbage. And, I mean, let's be real. The way it might be looking, they might catch the Sixers. They might. Depending on Embiid's knee injury. So, cooked. You know, they're, they're, cooked. Ah, man. It's 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 weird. Cooked. Just just when, you, just when you believe and start to kind of like, maybe <laughs> – Maybe, maybe, man. When you watched, it, I was watching. I was having fun watching the Sixers this season. Just when I was having fun again, gone. Like seventy I, point I, game, fifty I point max. Try to tell myself thirty nine to buy. It's like you know, I was having fun this season. I was. Then that was gone. Well, you've still what? got. Oh, I'm sorry. Thirty three, Paul Reed. Chris, I was having fun watching ball this season. Listen, yeah, you still, going. you still got fifty point maxi. I'm not, man. Sixers is if, if, if it be the way they're describing the injury, if it's partially torn or torn, but we don't know. And the Sixers are very, um, what do I? How do I say? The Sixers are very selective of the words they choose when they describe injuries. And that's because now they have to be after. Let's just keep basically it. bring him out in that Warriors game. They gotta be um, real specific. I, he. Nurse said, and I'm just quoting what Nick Nurse said, or paraphrasing what Nick Nurse said, that the medical staff and Joel both, you know, seemed that he was okay to play. If Joel has this reputation of being like, you know, he don't want to play, he duck and smoke, whatever the case may be, why wouldn't, why would he play unless he felt like he could play? Mm, I'm not saying. Maybe maybe that works in reverse, and he's hearing the noise and wants to prove people wrong. But if he's hurt, like he's got to be, you know, like it kind of come down to him. Like, yo, you guys, you gotta chill. He said it himself, like he not he worried about being healthy for the playoffs. Every time he has he has an interview, that's what he's saying. It's about being healthy through the playoffs. That's what he's saying, and hopefully it comes now, but. Again, this is a, another setback. I still think the Sixers should be relatively aggressive in the trade market for the role players we need. I do not think, again, any superstar trade is out of the question. So this is why I didn't throw Janate Murray's name with the Sixers because it just doesn't so make me, sense to but, me. But, but does Embiid's injury change that? 
No. Because if, if do the Sixers panic and say, okay, Embiid's hurt, we need a star, and then when Embiid comes back, we got three stars. No. We need yeah, to start so- to keep us we need to start to keep us afloat in the East. Man, I, I still think you get yourself the rudimentary players that you know you want to bring back for next season. Like if a trade, which I'm not gonna would can the one I want the most can occur. I'm the Sixers, I'm still going in for Caruso. And now, hey, let's try and like revamp and let's throw a Drummond in that trade as well. Let's bring back Drummond, starting caliber center. If we don't, if, if Nick Nurse wants to start pivoting away from Paul Reed, who's like still pretty inconsistent as a starter. And then Caruso was the, the perfect match for me, regardless of what happened this season. I want who's, who's the odd man out in terms of a of if they bring back a Drummond? Who's out? Bomba? Yeah, you, I mean, you, you could move Bombo, or you don't really have to move Bombo. You can move, you you move, just, you can move Covington, Morris. And those do guys, you, remember, they're expiring. I mean, do you play all of them? Do you play all of them? Nah. Nah. Or who, like, who, so who goes? In the trade? I still think they probably, yeah. they probably just move if Covington, Springer, and stuff like that. Yeah, they probably, they still wouldn't have to move Bombo's Mama's contract isn't really moving the needle. Actually, I don't, it might actually I match salaries for Drummond, so technically they I move Bombo. They could if they want to. I wouldn't personally, but you could. I, I'd rather have the abundance of bigs this season than the lack of we've always had. That's okay. just my thing. I would rather keep it. Whereas Covington's not playing. Morris is cool. Got a key to the city. That's great. He's playing solid basketball. He's just not He's not a good small ball center. And it's just not relegated enough for me. Where he's, I more, he's more of a four. He's more yeah. of a – And I'm not, I'm not really keeping that old. He's more that old school – not old school, like early 2000s uh, – Mid two thousand, mid mid two thousand, early twenty ten stretch. He's, he's a lesser David, Tobias, but shoot better. No, no, he's like that David Rob, uh, David West, um, David Lee. Those kind of like Al Jefferson, almost kind of tight. Not not really the post moves, but like the mid range game. And that's fine. Not, again, yeah. he's Tobias in my opinion. He's really Tobias, just less of a bag when it comes to, like Tobias can do a lot more, but he shoots better. He shoots at a higher volume than Tobias from the three. And that's cool because that's not that's what he made his moniker on the three. Right. That's fine. If I had a chance to get Caruso instead of had to ship off Morris, I'm doing it in a heartbeat because I, I think Caruso's game pairs perfectly to whatever the Sixers are looking for right now and then going into the future. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. And then we we, have, that's why we burn these expiring contracts. Now, for you, now for you with the Caruso thing, is there a – okay, in, in case of emergency situation where, okay, Bulls don't want to give up Caruso for the price you want to pay, who do I pivot to? Who can the Sixers pivot to? There's a couple guys, but again, let me let me stress this as important as possible, Chris. If you're a Sixer and you're looking at the Sixers, Alex Crusoe is the perfect fit for us. Ten points a game, ball handling. I think he's at, I think he's what six five in height, so he goes perfectly next to Max. He's a very good defender. He's a top ten in efficiency defense right now, shooting a forty percent quit from the three, something we vastly need. And he can still put the ball down too. And the reason I like him so much more is because he just he'll he'll take Melton's spot because I don't think Melton's a starter. And then also. Are we, are we really going to pay Melton next season? We could now, but we would have Caruso as, as an option if we don't want to pay Melton, and I think Caruso is just a better fit. Moving on after Caruso, yeah, you can maybe go after the Bruce Brown, right? Everybody keeps throwing Bruce Brown's name out there. I'm not really ecstatic about it as much as everybody else is. I think he's a very good dog. I think he has the chops to play with the Sixers, obviously. He'd fit right in. He's not the best shooter, but he does all the other intangibles. Um, the money for me is just—it's a lot of money he's making. I mean, they got—they already got the intangibles guy, right? They got the intangibles guy, the dog, and Pat Bev. You gonna get? And that's one. yeah, yeah. You always have more. And then again, I mean, but like another one who is a 
streaky, streaky mm. shooter, not the best shooter. But he's trusted. He makes big plays in the playoffs. Okay. You know, he hits okay. when he when the playoffs come. He's shooting efficiently. Yeah, okay. he, he's trusted. Champion, he has a chance to he chose the case that he can step up in the championship games or in big moments. So I'm like, and that's what you really need from role players in the big games, like game seven. You need one of those one or two role players to really elevate and showcase. They can step up. He's one of the guys that have shown that he can do it. If Bruce Brown's out there, again, money for me is just an, Sixers have so much luxury right now when it comes to the cap space they'll go into this offseason. Max is already locked up his amount. So you Again, that he'll be close to thirty-two and a half million per year after the season because we'll be paying him that bag. That's hands down. But now you still that still leaves you with a lot of leeway for more. Even if you want to kind of like revamp and bring Tobias back, whatever you have cap space that we haven't had in almost five years, right? I don't want to pivot away from that trying to get a Bruce Brown who's going to make close to still twenty-five million next season. If if you unless we just don't let him sign his player option, we let him walk, which he'll sign that player option. It's going to happen. You don't let twenty-five million just sit and not go anywhere. The other thing is Kelton Johnson, maybe. Nobody's talking about him enough um, because, again, I, I don't know how much of, on the radar he is for a, a trade deadline acquisition. I don't even know if he's really on the trade block. But, again, I mentioned him. I keep, I think I keep mentioning him on the pod, but he just got moved to the bench, right? Like, he was regulated to the bench for the Spurs. Pop benched him to try and do this new look for the Spurs. And it's kind of been working out, but it hasn't been for his game as of late. This is a guy that's averaging 16.7 per game, five to six rebounds, four assists. The reason why I think he's having such a hard time is because, again, his position was small forward, and I just never thought he was really a small forward. Like they, Devin Vassell is also a shooting guard, so they had to make him a small forward. Right. And Devin Vassell can't really they, guard. They have, a, they have a lot of. They have a lot of miss. They're trying to put a lot of square pegs in the round yeah. hole. And it's like again. Kevin Johnson's also six five, like Alex Caruso, but he's a lot mm-hmm. stockier, stronger. He's kind of has a Desmond Bain build. But he doesn't shoot as well, doesn't Bane. So the reason why he's playing the small four is because he can guard a lot more wings. Where Devin Vassell's skinny, right. you know, he's, he'll, he'll, he has the lateral quickness to guard twos. But when it comes to the strength of threes and fours, uh, he's gonna get right. bullied every, all day. They so, got those. Tw- he they're they're both those tweener guys, but they're they're on different ends of the spectrum. Yep. So on the Sixers though, Kevin Johnson's more wing, what you would think. Vassell's more two guard, what you would think. But they're both kind of the same. Side, height, you know what I'm saying? No, no, Vassell's like 6'7", six, seven, dude. 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, I mean, he's but, tall. But Vassell's like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, but he plays smaller. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. He's like, and, dude, dude's like lanky, skinny, stuff like, like six, that. 6'6", six, six, or 6'5", and he plays like he's 6'7", you know. Yeah, he, he plays, plays shorter. Up. He plays like he plays like he's 6'3", 6'4". He kind of is like a, and I've seen this name floating around in trade rumors, and I don't think the Sixers are going after him, but a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith, right? Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, I would not want to get him. No, 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 I'm saying, but his name is floating around. The Nets are asking for. Okay, no. Shoot, somebody should trade for him. If they're the Mavs, I consider bringing him back. To be honest, that's one yeah, of the best and, and they have, and they have, a, they have a great, they have a great relationship with Mark Cuban. Um, and if you can't get Jeremy Grant for the Mavs, I would go. I would consider trying to bring back Dorian Finney-Smith. Grant Williams is working, but he's not working, working out. Like you know. Yeah, it, it's not a. It's not a. See, the thing about Grant Williams is not a like natural fit because he can't shoot. No, that's not true. But he's he not can, a great shooter. He can shoot. He can he's not a great shoot. shooter. He's, a, he's like a streaky. He just won't shoot. I th- again, he's a one for three shooter. He won't shoot more than three shots unless he's really feeling it that day. And that's like yeah. again, that's what's yeah. hurting your game that for was, this match. That stuff. was the thing. That was the thing in Boston because he was coming off the bench, and him coming off the bench shooting one for three is cool. You know what I'm saying? Those those timely threes, or you know, we leave you open in the corner type threes. But if you 
you transition to this role and you ask to take on more minutes because he's making more, you know, making more money. And I think, you know, I think he's got to, he's definitely got to increase more shots. You know what I'm saying? He's got to be up in like seven to eight range. What you and, yeah, he's just not doing it. And that's, again, that's the issue that they're having. Uh, yeah, so Finney Smith's name's out there. I wouldn't put him on Sixers. Uh, Royce O'Neal's name out there. The Nets have guys that they need to start moving off of as well. They need to start pedaling a little bit. But those aren't guys I'd want for the Sixers. Like uh, Bruce Brown, Alex Crusoe, um, Tyus Jones. I like him. I think he'd be a nice fit. Backup point guard. I, I think I've already explained how I like his his game. He, he kind of reminds me of a German, Jameer Nelson when it comes to like what he would be or what Jameer Nelson would be in the NBA now. This, this is what Tyus Jones is, a great backup point guard in the league. It's not really a starter anymore. Uh, I think that'll work out perfectly for us. Maybe the Sixers might start trying to dangle for a little bit of a Daniel Gafford, if possible. Like the Wizards have a lot of options when it comes to what they can do if they decide to do it. You think who's who's the who's the more likely guy from the Wizards to get moved? Poole, Tyus Jones, and Gafford. Do you think they move Kuzma? No. If they do, it's because they got something. They they were they gonna get more draft picks maybe for Kuzma because Kuzma's having a better year than Poole. I think actually Poole might be untradeable to be honest right now. He's having such a down year. But I think a team like, and I wouldn't put it past them since I just thought about it, Miami. I was going to say, I like Kuzma's name more for trade. You can can make a move from Kuzma. But, like, like, no, I'm talking about for pool. No, 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 no. No, a team, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. You bring pool back off the bench. You don't start him. You You bring him off the bench. You got shooters all around. You have Jimmy Butler, who's in the mid range. You have Bam in the interior. You can teach. You can teach effort. <laughs> Is your dice still on the bench? Yes. No, nah, man. I don't think you he's on the bench anymore. No, no, no. He's running the podcast now. They'll pull up a chair for him. Like it's nothing different. I'm sorry to confuse you, Chris, but um, I think you've already confused what they had in pool. They have that entire hero, and right now the heater and a, 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 a great. Wall of China when it comes yeah, to but, they need to figure yeah, out but, but, either but, benching but, or benching. They're, they're moving. They're moving hero. They ain't they're moving yet. No, no, no. They're here. Remember hero took. A, remember hero took a dig at them. He's still taking digs, low key. But yeah, that means he can move. He's not, but but unless no, no, hero gets he, moving, he will be moving. Let's say they bring in pool now. So you trading hero for pool? Hero, I'd rather keep let hero. hero go. I, I, I'd rather keep hero. No. I don't, I don't. Let hero through the year, and hero hero eventually can move in the offseason. Then I'm not bringing pool because now you're just sacrificing for a year where I could just wait to the offseason to get both. Right? I, I'd rather just wait. That, pool's not changing Onita for the Heat at all. Like, I'm at, saying, well, maybe. Well, maybe I mean, if you're not trading for no team, Chris. Yeah, yeah, if you're the Heat, if you're the Heat, and you see okay, Boston got. Doc at the helm. Boston's inconsistent. I mean, Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Milwaukee got Doc at the helm. That's fine. Boston's inconsistent. Sick and B's hurt for the Sixers. If you look around, you got okay. You got the Knicks. Are you? Do you think Miami really? I'm looking for more. Big, I'm looking for more bigs then. Then I'm well, from the Heat. Then I will guard. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, fine. But they, I think they make another move. I don't think. I yeah, think but they're move. not. Poor, poor will be. I'd rather Kuzma. I think, if I'm the Heat. I'd rather okay, fine. Kuzma, 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 Kuzma and, and Butler you, would. I don't know how you how I swayed you to pool, and I, I I feel like you swayed me for Kuzma. Kuzma's more of a tradable asset than pool. No, pool I, might, no, pool no, no. Might you, no. My point, no, 
My thing was the untradeable part. I I just put out a scenario. I just think Poole's untradeable right now. I just it's, it's like because think about it. When Poole got traded, it's got to be a team. It's got to be a team with structure, and he can come <laughs> up with play. No, it's got to be a team that don't give a flying f that can say hey. No, you, no, you they got shit no, 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 shit on your no, efficiency. You you're no, trash no, no, right now no. because why? You, you just can't. You, you your confidence is gone right now. Why? They got You still dealing with stuff. They gotta they gotta work him in back slowly. It's too late for that. The man's had a uh, half a season and he still hasn't been the guy we thought he was from the Warriors. Now Kuzma, I mean, he, Kuzma's he been played, consistent. He played on the Wizards. Another team that can go for Kuzma, the Mavs. I think they already have his name out there. I probably stole this from like uh, a rumor report that I've seen where Kuzma, Jeremy Grant, all of them, the Mavs are looking right. That's a smart. That's a smart play. It Mavs is. Oh, Mavs always um, need wings. Always. Uh, Kings, wings. smart play for Kuzma. Like, that's a very smart play. Now, with, I, I hope they don't have to give Keegan Murray. They shouldn't. They're probably just trying to move Harrison Barnes or anything like that. But the Kings are a good play for Kyle Kuzma. Another good play for Kyle Kuzma. East side, man, I, I wouldn't be mad if they, they considered the Knicks. The Knicks trying to get Kuzma would not be a bad fit. I don't think they would do it, but it's not horrible. Right, like it's not doesn't doesn't they don't lose any talent. They bring in more talent. Like Kuzma could be a what, starting what would, three. What would the Knicks give up? Just give up every all they draft. Just give up the entire draft. It have to be. It would probably be capital because I don't want to move Devin Chenzo with Hart. What do you want? Nobody's taking McBride and stuff like that. So it have to be a lot of capital. And then, then why would they do that when they have a free agency? Like it's like never mind. Knicks. I think I still do. I still consider if I'm the Knicks, but I wouldn't just throw it out. Just make the trade really even if you're the Knicks, right? I get why you could, you would consider it because it's the same reason I was saying for the hypothetical pool. Yeah, because I'd love a lineup. I'd because love if a lineup. You look around, you look around the East. I think the East is more wide open this year than it ever has been. Like, yeah, I know Boston. Boston got all the talent, but Boston's very inconsistent. Yeah, they need a bench. Like Boston. Boston is beatable, right? Boston needs a bench, and it's like a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a deep. They need a deep bench. Milwaukee got you know who at the at the at the controls. You yeah, know that's too. Like, yeah. too is in so far with the Bucks. Bro, Doc get up there. He fold his arms. He got that stupid watch on. He got that stupid look on his face like he don't know what's going on. He he either unconcerned, and then he just screaming at refs the entire time during timeouts. And those are winnable games. I'm just gonna throw it out there like that Monday okay, game was the Nuggets. Was they lost to the Nuggets, which is okay. It's the Nuggets. They winnable. They turned around, and lost, they turned and lost to Portland in twenty seconds. They lost to Portland in twenty seconds. Like they, they were, they were up. They had a lead. Boom! Andrew Simons went from like twenty points to twenty four by the end of the game, and then Doc had a play that had Dame inbound Giannis. Back to Doc things. This is Doc doing Doc. Maybe he's getting out the way early, though. So, you know, those are playoff things we saw. Maybe he's getting out the way early. So when the playoffs come, he doesn't make those irrational decisions that we were witnessing. Because I don't know why Dame is ever, in a quick closing, two seconds left, whatever, inbounding the ball. That, what? What was the play, Jared? Jared, what was the full play? Tell me how the play played out, please. So is Dame inbounding the ball to Giannis? And I guess Giannis was going to feed it over to Middleton or they were going to just go downfield and Giannis was going to take the last shot. And it didn't even work up like that. Uh, he gave it to Giannis, and Giannis had to hoist up some, you know, convoluted trucker shot. Like it's not—he wasn't making no half court thing. It was, it was just a bad look. Where I'm more confident in Dame taking that or Middleton taking that than Giannis, and yet it was Dame inbounding to Giannis uh, again. Doc kind of tried to explain how the play was going to turn out in the presser, and again, Trailblazers, Charlie Bills is like, hey man, <laughs> we we finna. X and O was just a little bit better than what Doc had because then when they saw 
that Dame was inbounding. He threw one guy on Dame, and then he was like, "No, what? Let's throw two on Giannis." Because why is Giannis ever catching a inbound pass from Dame? So it's like, mind you, the guy that was trying to really throw, like that was gonna have to put his two hands up for Dame, kind of yeah. was already head turned the other way. Like he, he already knew he's like, "This, oh yeah, we finna just try and lock this up as best as possible." Like. <laughs> This goes back to what we were talking about last week. Like, why this guy? No, no, like, of all guys? It was questionable decisions. Again, I know why Griffin was let go. I understand there was just no more trust. But Doc being brought in immediately because he was a consultant that we didn't even know he was a silent consultant. He kept that hushed up. Yeah. I, I'm a big Did fan you? of the Bill Simmons part and everything. And he, Doc's been on it. I listened to You know, we watch the games. We hear Doc broadcasting. Never knew that when he broadcast the buzz game, he might have been low-key on the sidelines helping Griffin coach at the same time he's broadcasting. Who knew those were things were occurring? Kept it real hush-hush. And I got a job. The crazy part, the crazy part also, right, is Giannis is getting blamed. Giannis and Dame and the players in the media have been getting blamed for causing Adrian Griffin to get fired, right? Yeah, and they had some of the... They should hold some of the blame, but not all of it. Can you imagine if the things that they were mad about with Adrian Griffin, they find out Doc is the one that was telling him what to do? Like, again, this is again this is post the aggressive defense that Griffin ran, so yeah, Doc probably helped veer him out of that aggressive defense, but the rotations, uh, guys, uh, that might have been Doc. Rotations has always been Doc's issue, and if you thought Griffin was rotations were horrible, well, you'll find out about Doc's real soon. Wait till you see the updated Doc face when they when things going real wrong, and Doc look around, he'd be real confused, yeah. like he don't know what's going on with mm-hmm. that shadow on top of his head. It just you know what? Don't get me started. When we see uh Doc, he's like, man, I like what they're doing over in uh, Minnesota. I like that three big lineup. You know what? We're gonna throw Brooke. We're gonna throw. Bobby, and we're going to throw Giannis <laughs> all at the same time. He's like, no, we've done that before. We got like, Giannis sit, so we're going to throw Bobby, Brooke, and Robin out there. Hey, he's like, I know it's it's, it's, it's intuitive. He's going to call it creative. It's a disaster. That's what that's called. It's a disaster. But those are things that Doc likes to – he's going to try and throw out there. And will the Bucks like it? Maybe because, you know, Doc just has, he still somehow has coaching pedigree when it comes to being a championship head coach. Which at this point, I think we just need to throw that out of the window. Yeah, he has won a championship, but he isn't a championship head coach anymore. Hasn't seen one since. We're now in 2024. His championship was 2010. 14 years later, you haven't seen a finals since. I feel like the championship head nah, the championship head coach moniker needs to like veer down. No, 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 Jared. No, I'm telling you, who are we? T- and I'm I'm asking hypothetically. We're talking about Doc, a man who has not been to the finals like you said since 2012. Won a title in 08. He won a title when Obama was president. We've had two presidents since then. Like, come on, man. What the, like Doc's rings is almost in like I, like they almost in 90s cowboys kind of rings, man. Like, yo, what is this? We still like clinging, clinging. This man is yo, I t- I'll tell y'all all the time. I was there at the United Center. This man had three people standing in the corner doing nothing while MB and Maxi was on the wings dribbling. Three people didn't move, did not take a step. Mm-mm. Just waiting. He In a triangle formation, the wrong triangle offense, Doc running. Not waiting. Jared, 14 seconds on the shot clock, standing there. Maxie just dribbling. Yeah. And B just looking. Like, yeah. this is this is Doc. 
Yeah. In 2024. And then now you look at the Sixers now, and it's, it's night and day. Could you imagine if 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 Embiid got his way and the Sixers had kept Doc, and we were deprived of watching Nick Nurse? I don't think we'd even saw a seventy point Embiid if we had kept Doc. I'm be honest. Do you know? Do you know what lineup, what rotation Doc would run with this team? I'm just saying, though, Nick Nurse is still playing Daniel House. Like Doc would have still been playing Daniel House. So I, I don't know. Listen, I, that that's here's, here's the thing we know about we know about Nurse. You got to play some of these guys throughout, like during the Februarys and the Marches. Yeah, yeah. you got to save. You got to save somebody. That's why James. Not the Kenyon Martin. That's why. But that's what I was saying about like even last year with Doc. Why wouldn't they run Springer out there? And you got Maxi playing eighty minutes a game. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You got Harden out here. Harden clearly is gassed. Like, I have no problem with the Pat Bev Springer lineups lately. No Maybe, problem. Yeah, no problem with it. Actually, because it, it, it is, works because the defense. Because, because the defense is – Springer has always been a, a decent defender. At mm. minimum, a decent defender. Mm. But you put him with Pat Bev, now you feed off that energy defensively. Now he's he's more confident in trying to make plays. Maybe he's taking a little bit too many jump shots, whatever. But I like the confidence because he's playing defense. Yeah, and then also talking. But you can, but you can also hide. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But you can also hide, like if you want to sneak Furkan in there. Like Furkan's not playing no defense, and you're hiding him because of those two defenders. But you hide, but you can hide him at the three and play three guards essentially. You just go that zone that nurse loves, and and it works. Exactly, I like it. it, But then again, this is just a talk boy for another episode. Uh, It'll come soon because it's going to be announced. The NBA is going to be. Really in the think tank, trying to figure out what they can do to help defenses and swing back to a, a, an even NBA because, Chris, I, again, we're going to go into a football soon, but we witnessed not one but two players within the same week, not months apart, but in the same week drop 70 points. And then within that same week, two players dropped over 60 points. Both of those two lost. The other two won. Ironic. Um, but it's like – there's no the defenses. There's no defenses anymore. And then it's been called out by players. Anthony Edwards had a, a blow up when he just recently beat the Thunder to reclaim the number one seed and the free throw disparity. He's talked about the lack of foul calling that Shea gets, or the, the amount of fouls that Shea gets hit, hit for because I think he had 15 free throws that game. But Anthony Edwards doesn't see enough free throws. He went for a dunk. Right? Uh, there's actually a meme that the, the Minnesota Timberwolves posted that. Anthony Edwards was making a dunk in what should have been an and one. Shea literally grabbed. It was a two-hand dunk. Was grabbing Edwards' left hand. Like, I guess in the foul, he had grabbed it. It was bad. And no calls to be made. The NBA is going to be revamping and trying to pivot around how to reclaim some of the defense that is the, the league's now once lost. They kind of took back a little bit when they abolished the, uh, you know, the floater cheese that Trey Young did and, or the – the baiting that Harden was doing, but it's got to be more bandwidth for defenders. That's your, that's your, that's your boy D Wade made famous. As he should. I mean, it worked, and you got to you got to find what works. And player again, offensively gifted players are going to find new ways to still score, but it's just become too easy. And I say this not because again the players aren't good. Like this younger generation is just immensely talented. The training that they get, mm. yeah, yeah, guys are good. Guys, guys are good. good. Paul Reed dropping thirty three. Um, but it's starting to become a real haphazard when we're seeing Peter Watson off the bench forty three. Right, like, like we're we're seeing guys like that. Like, Poole is one of those guys. We're like, damn, this dude dropping forty off bench. He's a superstar. Come to find out, we're seeing otherwise. PJ Washington dropping forty three off the bench. We know what PJ Washington is though. Like, we, he's a shooter. So yeah, shooters get high, but forty three. We're the defense that guy. We're the other team. We're the defense. Like, 
these are the questions that are starting to rise, and we're seeing like too many fouls that are just not really fouls. But again, this always stems to my refs aren't accountable for anything in the NBA. They are. There's no accountability for us. Like players get fined, coaches get fined for coming at refs or saying anything about a ref. But there's no accountability for a ref that might even say something crazy to a player, which it does happen. I've, we've seen it live. It does occur. Refs talk right. back as well. There's no accountability for when refs make a bad call. There's no fining for that, which there should be. If a ref makes a legitimate bad call that could cost the severity of a game, which has been missed in uh, a Trailblazers game this one, this uh, season so far, which should have cost them a win and cost them a loss, those are finable offenses. That's something we need to start really – the NBA needs to start talking about it, implementing it. Fines for refs. If players can get fined and coaches can get fines, Refs should get penalized as well. Like you can't, you can't be bad at your job and keep doing your job. And the only penalty you get is okay. Hey, you can't coach this All Star game, or you can't. I mean, you can't ref this All Star game, or hey, you might not ref this playoff game. That's horrible. That's a bad look. They're they're literally getting too much leeway, too too much of a hey. I'm getting you. You get out of jail free, man. Hey, high five, high, pat on the back. It's, it's getting it's out of hand. Something else needs to be re looked at. But with the way offense is going, Chris, I see another seventy point game coming soon. All right. All right, well, I'm a, we're going to hold you to that. We're going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors, be back. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl matchup, talk about the conference championships real quick, and so much more. Jared, let's get straight to the point. Let's do it. People often ask us how we got started, you know, doing straight to the point, started podcasts and things like that. We wanted to bring our opinions to the forefront. We wanted to let people know what we thought. You know, we saw a lot of bad takes. We figured was two more bad takes. Um, but, you know, why Why do a podcast? And people don't realize it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is a little shaky. If you ever thought about podcasting before and realized you needed a lot of different tools and services, don't worry, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major services, you know, wherever you get your favorite podcast. So, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our code STTP podcast, you know, just like the socials, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do. So get out there and tell the world what you got to say. Use Zencaster today, Zencaster.com slash pricing. And don't forget the code STTP podcast. All right, and we're back, Jared. Let's talk about the conference championship games, the AFC championship in Baltimore, where Kansas City took down the Ravens. And in San Francisco, where they came back after being down big to Detroit. And now we have a Kansas City-San Francisco matchup. Jared, talk to me about what was the biggest takeaway you had? What was the biggest surprise you came away from with those championship games? Mahomes is always going to be Mahomes. Superstar. Dog. The dad bod that he has. And... The things that he does, he's the goat. Nah, man, he he he's cooking. He's cooking people. The goat. He's not like the. He's he's him. He's um, listen. You, you might hate it. You might hate it, but you gotta respect it. Yeah, man. That's like I can't. I'm not even mad at it anymore. Like Mahomes is doing things that no other quarterback has done, might ever do. Who knows yet? We haven't seen it. We haven't seen anybody since him do it yet. 
but I think he's he's my Super Bowl winner. Uh, that's I'm just gonna throw that out there now. I think he's my Super Bowl winner. We'll, we'll do what, a Super Bowl prediction when Super Bowl comes, I guess. But I don't I don't see what's really stopping him. But in that game next week, it was like man, he looked phenomenal. On the flip side, yo, Lamar, I was sitting there and I was waiting for Lamar to make the play. I was waiting for Lamar to make the play. I was waiting for Lamar to make the play. And he made the – he never made the – like, he never ran. And he, like, he, he, he had never, a play, too. He had and he one. Had, and he had, the, he had the opportunity. He had one, but he had the potential for so much more. Yeah. No, it's crazy. And, go ahead. It's like, again, I just praise Mahomes, but – the Chiefs left that game open in the second half. Like they, they, they got like they didn't do anything offensively. So yeah, I praise Mahomes, but they didn't do anything offensively to not let the Ravens come back. And the Ravens just wet the bed. Like so many chances, so many series, nothing, no drives, nothing. And then I don't. Everybody's trying to throw a lot of Lamar under the bus for it. I don't even. I'm not doing that. I think Lamar had a good game. It just wasn't great. Todd Monken though, where were the play calling? Where was the no, runs? What yeah. happened? They should have ran the ball, but the problem is not the problem, but the thing is about Baltimore's offense is that a lot of those pass plays, they Lamar had time. Like they yeah. Kansas City was in zone. Had time. Kansas City was in zone and Baltimore never adjusted. The only time he didn't was which he claimed would have been a touchdown. I rewatched it a couple times. It could have been. The strip sack he had gotten, right? There were Shaw Bateman was wide open. You could tell he was looking for Bateman too. That could have been the touchdown. He, was, and he, he, call, he called a touchdown. We heard the audio leak. I think it was. So, yeah, that could have been, that's the only time I'm thinking, okay, Lamar, you missed that opportunity. But there was others. Like, plenty yeah, of others like, scoring. Like, let's talk, but let's talk about the triple coverage throw he does. To, to Trying to go to Lively in the back of the end zone. That was dumb. Lively threw his hand up like he's open. And he wasn't. That's and a mis- he, and he absolutely yeah. wasn't. Yeah, I, I, honestly, that's on Lamar, though. That was on Lamar because, like, dude, you're supposed to read that zone. You, you got to read that zone. That. You, you gotta see that, that defense, and you did. So, and then Zay Flowers with this with the taunting penalty, which was bad, because you are you at that point you are already down ten. Yep. Like, and you, but that's young, you know, young guy gonna make okay, a rookie mistake. No, 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 whatever. Like, whatever. At a certain point, you can't be dumb. Like, this is but, this is the AFC Championship game. And he if got you, instant karma for it too, though, Chris. He got instant karma. Yeah, for it. he did. But that's the thing. Like, if you if you and if you in your own head like that and you're not understanding what the greater good around you is, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you fumble in the back of the end zone. And then you cut your hand being upset on the bench. Yeah. Like, that's yo, yeah. what? Like, what? Like, that's, that's, that's a low, that's a real, because I think Baltimore... Like I think the Baltimore low and the Detroit low are different lows. You know what I'm saying? Like the Detroit low could be like, yeah, we may never see this again. Like we'll never, we may never get this close again. But this was a good run. Like I'm actually like you. They gonna look, they might look back on this fondly. Baltimore, I don't think they look back on this season fondly. Like, I think they look back at the season like it was a very much a missed opportunity. Like, you you, you agree with that? Yeah, because I don't know if they go back. It's hard. And you got to think about all the things. Like, next season, Burrow's back and healthy. 
We, you know, look at the, you know, the Jets now got Rodgers healthy. All these teams that weren't there before that may be in your way come wild card, you know, because especially in the division, who knows what Pittsburgh does? Because Pittsburgh's name has been floating out there for Russell Wilson, allegedly. Yeah, I like that. They just hired Arthur Smith to be the offensive coordinator. They're going to run the ball. Sneaky, sneaky suspicion. I know he's not your favorite. I actually talk normal. There's nobody here, but no, he's not your favorite. But whispers. I know you don't like the name, but he'd be a nice fit in Pittsburgh. I know if Justin Fields would get traded, I could see Pittsburgh making that move. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at that because I would see they, Pittsburgh making that move. Because here's the thing that they I think Fields gives Pittsburgh's offense a different element that they were missing. The mobile quarterback that they can pair pair with Harris with Warren. Now you got Pickens. Now you can use Deontay Johnson. It all comes down to if Fields can put consistent, consistently good drives, plays, moments together. Yeah. Because I've always said that Fields can, he physically can throw the ball, can move, can play the position, but like mentally and like, can you hold this thing together? Like some guys. Can't hold this thing together for long. You get what I'm saying? Like yep. it eventually is going like with Fitzpatrick, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick is good in moments, good in spurts, but at a certain point, that thing is going to unravel, yep. right? Fields could be good in moment. Jimmy G's another one. Like it's going to unravel at a certain point. I just think on a Tomlin, it might not, but that doesn't say like. That's what I'm saying. Maybe if you put Fields around a competent coach mm-hmm. in Tomlin. And a and a decent offensive coach in Arthur Smith, you might want. You know, I mean, you say what you want about Atlanta, but that team was garbage yeah. before he got there, and he had Ritter. And you know, what I'm saying, and they was a game or two away from a divisional title. So say what you want, he made the best of of a bad situation. I'm not even going to talk trash about Arthur Smith right now because again, this just goes back to what we were talking about with the Ravens because they're like, how did you guys sidetrack? We didn't. There's another team that could be better if they make that move. Like, yeah, the Chargers are better. They're going to be better next season. Oh, did you see the Hardball? Did you see what Hardball said? Yeah. They're not coming for just one title. They want multiple titles, and they in Kansas City's division. And they already then told Keenan Allen, "Yeah, we got big plans for you." He's looking big, for even be- even higher productivity. Like Quentin Johnson will be there. Listen, my fantasy folks. D- defense going to be Chargers. Chargers receivers. Pick them up. The Ravens slipped up. And, again, a lot of the guys the Ravens signed with his wide receiver core that we said they finally got one, they're not on, like, multi-year deals. They were on one-year contracts, so they're all free agents again. Who knows if the Ravens – You think, you think Odell go. You think Odell gets re-signed? I think he goes somewhere else. I, if he does re-sign, that'd be great, but I can see him go somewhere else. Where do you think he goes? Oh, honestly, dude, if let's say the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I see the, Odell going to the Chiefs. Be, I, I can see that. I can see I it. See that. And if I'm like – because why not? Why, why would you not when you're like – Oh man, like you see what you guys see with the options available. Another team, it's still in the AFC. They might lose out on one and get another. I can see Odell replacing Tyler Boyd in the slot. Like I can also see, I can also see Odell going to Vegas. I can see that too. Like I don't think Odell next, plays with the Ravens. Playing next, like, play next to uh, Devontae Adams. And it's not Odell's really seeing the ball a lot for the Ravens. He was healthy-ish, but I think he could have saw a lot more targets and he didn't. Like it's there. I think Odell doesn't stay. Odell might stay. Odell. The problem with the Ravens is they had no clear one for a while. Like, they're kind of like Kansas City. They still they, don't have one. Like, like, one, like, Rice is the one. Now. Now, but, like, if there's a one that came that bad that was better, he'd be a two, right? He'd be a yes, better easily. two. 
he's who else could I could I Flowers say? isn't a one, but he's like Flowers yeah. isn't a one, but Higgins, like, Higgins wasn't Odell. a one until Jamar. Like, Jamar was like, Jamar got there. Odell, was they, if you put Odell with a better one, he becomes a better two. You get what I'm which, saying? Which is why I think it works out for like, him. But I don't know if he stayed. Unfairly, unfairly, I had this I had Devontae Smith in my head because he played his rookie season as the one. He wasn't not to say he, he wasn't was great, bad, but he was good too. Not to say he was bad. But he, he was he was good. He was very good as a mm-hmm. one by himself. Yeah. Rookie year. Yep. But you put him next to AJ Brown, who is a undisputed one. He became a thousand yard receiver. He became a much better he be, two. He became a thousand yard guy. Back right. back thousand yard but guy. I think that that same same situation could help Odell kind of yeah. revitalize a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying he's gonna be Devontae Smith, but I'm saying revitalize some of that some of that old glory he had by becoming a, a good maybe he need to change his style become a move to chains kind of possession receiver yeah and go from there and again we can kind of start pivoting to the nfc because then we can talk eagles a little bit but man pretty good i ain't gonna hate pretty good the the the, the lions kind of they just let it go how do you they let how, do you, how do you feel split. about i i agree with that i agree that the lions it started with the Reynolds drops. When Reynolds had them drops, and then the Gibbs fumble where he went the wrong way. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's it's. I can see the downfall. Like you could you could tell, like you could tell when the avalanche starting. Yep. And the avalanche was starting, and it was just and a huge trickle effect. They couldn't they couldn't hold it together at all. They had chances, right? Like the fourth down where Reynolds drops it again. Yep. Yeah, and then you, you may argue like why, why not just kick the field goal you and go up another possession, but I, I I do understand the rationale from from Campbell. Dude. He's been playing this way, and he took a lot of flack, but I'm I've I've been been defending him because I kind of understand what he's saying. He's been playing this way the entire year. You got the you got the Niners who've been here before. They are the, the anointed team. They've been the anointed team. You got the Detroit Lions who ain't been here in this game since 91 and ain't won a title since 57. Yep. I'm going for the kill right now. And that Anytime. meant going for it. That meant going for it on the fourth down where Reynolds bobbled it. I had no problem with that. Didn't hate in it. fact, I got so much respect for Dan Campbell because it take it take like you mean like you got guts? You got guts to make that call. I don't. That one maybe the the first one. I think you go for that field goal. Then it's like a tie game because it would technically be a tie game, and they got go to T because you know they lost by three. No, no, no. I'm, no, no. I'm talking about when they were still up in. Oh, because remember, remember they while, gave up. They gave up San two field goals while, while San Francisco was kind of like making they push a little bit. Yeah. Remember they got the fourth down. It was like fourth and whatever, and Reynolds. Put his arms out and put his hands out, and it bounced off his forearm, and he dropped it on fourth down. Yeah. I'm talking about that play. I got no problem with them going for it on fourth down at that point. No, yeah, because remember they also they they didn't kick two field goals because they went like for a lot of fourth down. I think it was that might have been three total, but they they didn't kick two field goals and they should have. And I think that for me is one of the priority issues. But I, I respect Dan Campbell for what he did. He, he he coached his heart out. I don't hate what he said either about the lines might not go back. Like it's not. 
people hate it, but that's the type of coach he is. But he got to be I honest mean, with y'all. It's hard. History, history would say otherwise that they wouldn't go back. Or that they would go back. Like, think about it. This is the second NFC Championship game appearance since 1991. Yeah, and it's like, dude, everybody in the NFC is only getting better. They might, they might not be. Like, and they, as in not the team itself, the organization, but they, as in those players. Like, yeah. think about, like, they talk about Frank Ragnow, right? A lot of people don't know who Frank Ragnow is, but he plays center for the Lions. It's not a sexy position. Everybody. Everybody knows Jason Kelsey, but like well, Ragnall's one of the Hall of Fame better. Well, right, but Ragnall was one of the is one of the better centers in the NFL. Him, yes. Kate Humphrey, and a bunch of yeah. other guys, right? Ragnall had been there for a lot of those like terrible Lions teams. Mm-hmm. The same Lions team that was three and thirteen a couple years ago. Like, come on, man. like these guys may not be back. And then even if they bolster that team, that doesn't it doesn't mean that that team is going to be better when that division's very good. The NFC is only getting better. There are other teams in the, in the, in the, in the NFC that are going to be hungry, like the Eagles that are now, like, they got to push for something. Uh, this was one of their best shots. And I don't know if they they, they might not go back. And he, he kept it real, and fans are killing him for it because, like, this is your fault. But I think I don't hate a lot of the play calling he made. I don't hate the decisions he made. Maybe the two field goals. I think he should have kicked both those field goals. I should I think he should have had the kicker kick him. But, again, Chris mentioned it. You go. He's trying to go for the kill. You were up 21-7. You're starting to blow it. Instead of going for these field goals, man, I want to win. Like I want to, I want to take the heart. Like if you go for field goal, Chiefs you got it. like they still in it. I'm trying. I yeah, I'm trying to cut a jugular. I'm trying to make them bleed out, and then he just couldn't. He couldn't do it. And the that thing I, you are the thing I said about San Francisco was San Francisco going to come out and punch you in the mouth. Yep. If you beat them, Detroit beat San Francisco to the punch, and San Francisco couldn't couldn't get anything together. Detroit saw Dan Campbell saw the opportunity. The team fell apart. Like the, 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 guy, the guys missed the opportunity. But Dan Campbell saw the opportunity. Man, he, he, lined, put, he lined up, he up the cut. You missed all the way. He wanted to put them out in the third quarter and be done with it and run away with it and send San Francisco home embarrassed in, in the MC Championship game again. Yeah. And he saw it and he couldn't do it. He missed, hope, man. He missed. I think, but I think Detroit will be in the mix again next year. They should be. I, I think Detroit. It's just, it's just a lot of teams are on we'll the see, They should. We'll be. see what Green Bay looks like next year with Love. Yeah. Maybe Love's been a little bit better. We'll see what Philadelphia looks like with a a, a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Two we'll new see, coordinators. With two new coordinators, we'll see what what the Cowboys look like. We'll see what Washington looks like with Dan Campbell or uh, uh, with Dan Quinn. We'll see what. The Rams look like with Stafford again. Seattle with a new coach. I'm just saying though, like the Lions I, again. He he said that to just keep it 100. percent But you got to be honest. You got to be, be honest. But the fact that Ben Johnson's not leaving, <laughs> that's a good sign for Detroit. That's a good sign, man. Like that's a good sign, man. That is a good sign for Detroit. Offensively mindedly. I know. Kidding. I know. Dave Canales got the got the Bucks. I mean, got the. Panthers job, I I would have bet money that Ben Johnson was getting that Panthers job. I but dude, I thought it was a lock. But there was reports that you know a lot of play, you know people didn't want to play for Dave Tepper and no. coaches didn't want to coach under him. They had just fired. He's he's a notorious coach firer. So hey, good man. luck to Dave Canales. They tell him they they're giving him advice to rent an apartment down there. Don't buy. Bill right. Belichick's still in hired, so. 
Yeah, what you where you think Bill going? Fox. Do you think Bill do you think Bill pulls a dock and gets hired midseason next year? It's potential. I feel like he's 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 gonna start the undercover uh, covert ops consultant. consultant, covert ops consultant. That's what we got to call him, man. Covert ops consultant, because it's not like Sirianni. Watch your back for all the leaks that uh, this battle, all the leaks that Woj or Shams has. They never leak that out. So you know, the covert ops consulting, it, it could be, become a new coaching trend. But we'll see. NFL is going to be great, Chris. I do like what the Eagles did. I don't think we're hating on me for the fact that I like the Kellen Moore pickup and the Fangio pickup. I, I think it was good, Kellen Moore. I think he has a he's still a good offensive coordinator, given the play calling, given the, the team that we have. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, 1,400 and a, a, a thousand yard receiver. So it's like maybe we just gotta uphold the offensive line now that we're losing one of the you know the best centers in the league and, and we don't know if we're keeping our running back. We don't, we don't know that. He hasn't said anything about that. Yeah, but we don't and we might not be keeping a running back. I don't know if Swift comes back, but I like Kellen Moore. Like Kellen Moore looked very good with the Chargers until until um you know, Justin Herbert got hurt, right? Justin Herbert was on pace to have a very stellar career, a year. He was on pace for, like, I think they said close to 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. If you could do that with Jalen Hurts, then that's great. And everybody keeps saying, well, Kellen Moore couldn't do it with Dak. Uh, Kellen Moore was there when Dak had 4,100 yards and 30 touchdowns. I know this is one of Dak's better seasons again, but Dak was coming in. They were slow trying to revamp and pivot this season. Like, the first four weeks, they were not great. Uh, they had to get called out by C.D. Lamb. That wasn't happening when Kellen Moore was there. So I get the whole flack and everything, but Kellen Moore was also had, when he was there his last year, the best run offense in the league in that two-man game between Zeke and Tony Bauer. And then look at the run man, running game for the the uh, Cowboys now, right? It's, it's night and day. Vic Fangio's defense looked good for the uh, Dolphins. I just don't, I don't, there's too many reports about like how the Dolphins players didn't like him and then some really did like him. Like the young guys liked him, but the vets were kind of questionable on how he kind of coached and handled things because he didn't like the, Way that they party so often, stuff like that. I don't know how much of those rumors are true, but you know, the Eagles got level-headed guys on the defense. Some, 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 some like they go out of town, or whatever. But we got level-headed guys. I think Vigiani was a good signing too. This all now falls on Sirianni because you know he's the last head of this three-headed snake, a uh, goat, three-headed snake between three-headed dog, three-headed dog, I, man. I don't, I, I don't three-headed know. dog. What's in what's in Hades? The three-headed dog between. Lurie, Hot Roseman, and Sirianni. Yeah, it's a dog. Okay. I won't call them snakes because, you know, they ain't I, let me do Jerry, it. I, I don't think this 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 matters to your point. Continue. Oh, I, it was just a random thing I was thinking of. Duh. But I was just saying, like, don't look at me like that, Chris. I'm tired. It's, it's like 2 o'clock. It's like, it's like 2 a.m. for me. Okay, okay, wrap it up. What's your point? My <laughs> point is the Eagles made great coordinator signings. You know what, Chris? I can't stand you sometimes, man. You hurt me. I'm, not you, I'm like, yo, you sitting here worried about <laughs> a Honestly, I was just yeah. rambling for a second. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, okay? I'm just, no, no, no. I'm just saying, no, like, what's the no. dog thing and the cat and the mouse and the horse and the whatever? It's just, man, this eagle slander for the office coordinators is so crazy. What, what more could you want from the team? That's my question. What more could you want win. from the Eagles? I, I appreciate that because at this point, that's all you can do. I mean, they did win. <laughs> win. We were what? Want, How many wins did we have this season? 12? I don't, I don't want the quotation marks. They won. I don't want quotation wins. I want actual wins. I want a title. Well, you saw one. No, I want one. You saw one. We, we, I we mean, another one. We've done the best that the Phillies and Sixers haven't done. Okay. Shame on them. Like, come on, man. Like, 
Shame on them. Uh, These bums. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Speak <laughs> to the Point. If you liked what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Don't tell Tori and Prince. Uh, we're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. So if you like what you hear, please comment and let us know what you think. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jada Hughes. Definitely check out the podcast. Check out our TikTok. Check out the YouTube. We're going to drop more YouTube videos coming soon. We haven't had a guest in a while, so I guess we're going to have a guest come on real soon. Figuring out who we're, that is next. We're, we're Borba at. Oh, no, man. They may have been ducking us. But honestly, are we just ducking him? I don't, I don't know why Borba ducking us. I mean, I feel like we're ducking him, bro. is the Super Bowl. Borba should be somewhere screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah, I feel like we're ducking him, dude. The 49ers made the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I I will not. Get, listen, when Borba come on, I'm not giving no 49er praise. Same reason so, we haven't brought on AJ. Uh, the Chiefs are oh, off to the Super Bowl again. We might, uh, we might as well reach out to them both. We no, might as well see if we, you know, we, we can coordinate the, uh, the trash talk. We need to. Chiefs versus 49ers. All right, yeah, there we go. We we about to we about to work we about to work something out. We going All right, so out. then tune in to our episode of Chiefs versus 49ers. If, if, it don't happen, if it don't happen, listen, we had all the intentions. This is our proof of intent. There we go. Yeah, it's recorded. This is recorded audio. It's recorded. Jared, tell people where they can find you. Man, again, they can follow me at underscore Jadub Hughes. Uh, our TikTok is gonna be at un- Jat Jadub Hughes two and five. It has a lot of one, my one day. One day you'll figure it out. Dude, I have like too many different accounts. It's getting just gross. I need to start deleting social media. Our podcast page is STTP Podcast on Twitter as well. Definitely check us out on Twitter because it, it coming soon. We're gonna just start tweeting just random nonsense. I feel like it's Jared, no, Jared is gonna start tweeting random nonsense. I am. It's gonna be just fun sports facts or just hot takes. The it's gonna be, no. It's gonna it's gonna be hot ass takes. It's gonna be the hottest halitosis ass takes you can find. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. It's some it's a player slander. Oh yeah, that would be me.